Welcome to Entrepreneurial Reality with Bash. Every week we'll be speaking to startup and scale-up founders to learn about them, their ambitions for the business, goals and objectives. Every conversation is a moment in time, documenting entrepreneurs' current situation with a view to coming back next year to see how they are getting on. Each journey will be different. Each innovation could be game-changing. I hope you enjoy. Entrepreneur Reality with Bash, Series 1, Episode 27. And I have with me today Ian Tinsley, the founder of SoftLad Promotions. Welcome, Ian. Hi, Ben. You okay, mate? Yeah, good, good. How are you? Yeah, really good, thanks. Pretty good for Monday, actually. So, yeah, all is well. Good. So, for the benefit of the listeners, if you could please share with us a bit of background about SoftLad Promotions. So, yes, yeah, so SoftLad Promotions is basically a gig promotions company. And also, we look after, you know, we try and work with a few decent brands as well. So yeah, I started off doing a like an online live radio show um, back in the, well, probably 2015, uh, which is basically I got inspiration from Joe Wiley. He was on Radio One at the time. Uh, she was having a live band in doing live lounges, and they'd do one of their own and then do a cover, and it's still going on to this day, to be honest. The live lounge, but obviously on Radio One, and I've got built up a load of contacts and new bands, and always been interested in new bands and. I'd rather pay a fiver to watch four unsigned bands and pay 75 quid in in a stand in Manchester Arena and pay six quid for a pint or whatever. So that ran for about two years. And then I just thought, well, I'd, I'd have a go at gig promoting and I got offered a pub near mine and yeah, it went from there, really. So gig promoting, do you represent the bands themselves as well? Uh, yeah, so I'll look after a couple of bands. I'm working with uh, the Johns and have been for a couple of years. And I work with a good friend of mine called uh, Daryl Tinsley, no relation. I help him out looking after a band called Faraday as well. We do a bit of joint management with them. So um, I'm going to be working with a band called Bynes from uh, Preston as well. They were really good. So it's just trying to juggle my uh, my time. But yeah, we got offered um, a pub in uh, Witness just over the River Mersey. And he was looking to start promoting uh, like you know, new bands and stuff like that. So he gave us the room. Free, which is very kind of him back in January 17, which is the birth of um, Southside Promotions. So, oh, cool. really good. With regards to your radio show, how did you then yeah. transition into the, the promotion side of things? No, we, we had a different band on every week. Um, so, I built up a, you know, a good network of local bands and local musicians. Obviously, I attend a lot of gigs as well and go to the odd open mic night. So, for us, it's um, one of the things we do differently compared to other promoters is we offer uh, bands there like Gig Debut. Um, so I think in 2018, we give it was either seven or eight bands like Gig Debut. And a lot of promoters might not do that because they're a bit unsure on how many people they're going to bring and what the music sounds like. But, um, you know, that's something we uh, we are keen on to continue and you know, obviously try and help bands to get on the, on the gig map, as it were. And undiscovered, unsigned bands, how do you distinguish who will probably make it compared to ones that may not necessarily? Yeah, I mean, most of the bands that we have are, are what I'd call uh, indie bands, and you know, nothing too heavy. Uh, we don't have like uh, heavy rock or anything like that, or like like thrash metal or anything like that. But I, I try to you know, compare bands to other bands that I have made it, i.e. like Arctic Monkeys or... Like the kooks or whatever and stuff like that and, and just you know a lot of it is my taste that i like and a lot of bands that you know i think that have potential we can definitely help them on on their way so 
we, we gave a, a, not a gig debut team, but a band called Hollywood Eyes from Chester. They played a very small gig for us in Chester and brought like 30 people. And then on the back of that, they then headlined the gig in Liverpool and probably brought about 70 people, all through myself. So, And then I you know become good friends with them and they're doing a gig for us this Friday. So it's just, you know, if the bands can keep building their following and obviously we can offer them bigger venues as well. So it works both ways. It's really good. It's, it's more of a collaboration. It's, it's a team effort. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, promoting is a two-way thing. You know, obviously, I, we do a lot of social media. We do a lot of uh, what I'd call mirroring people to try and get them to come to gigs. And it always helps when there's four members in a band because they've got, like, four lots of families to go at, four lots of friends to go at. Obviously, it's important to them as it is for us that they get a percentage of ticket um, spending. Obviously, they want to showcase their talents as much as they can, you know, especially in a headline gig. So it works well. And, you know, if bands are willing to put the hard work in so are we so you know it, it's, it's been a good couple of years so far i went to one of the the gigs actually is it the johns uh, j john yeah so yeah the johns are called yeah so the, 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 that was actually a this feeling gig and you know something you mentioned about where i'd like to see myself in you know the next five ten years are this feeling are in my eyes the biggest promoter in the country uh well, not look after but they, they promote unsigned bands all over the country sponsored by Red Stripe and the word Pretty Green and Lyle and Scott and people like that. So th- that's the aim for me to get as close to them as I could possibly can. And, you know, they have stages at Isle of Wight Festival and Why Not Festival and Leeds Festival. So, you know, th- th- that is the end goal. But obviously we're only two years in there, possibly 10 years in. So a long time to go yet. Mm. So you've got a couple of bands that you're working with from a management perspective. You, you're promoting on a weekly basis, new yeah. bands, new gigs. Yeah, so at the moment we've got two monthly residencies. Uh, last Saturday of the month at Salty Dog in Northwich, and the last Thursday of the month at Cash 22 in Fodgham. And then we do monthly gigs. We'll try and do hopefully a couple of monthly gigs at a place called Telford's Warehouse in Chester, which is a great venue. I saw a catfish in the bottom in there four or five years ago. And they're a prime example of you know hard work can pay off because they're obviously selling out arenas now. I saw them at that particular venue with about 200 people. So they're a good example of, of bands that, you know, have gone through the system, played lots of gigs for four or five years and eventually made it. So, you know, you just got to keep keep going. And I say that's all the bands don't give up and just keep going. And then we occasionally do Manchester. And we're going to have another all-day festival this year in July. It's just waiting on the date for that. So mm. it's hopefully going to be an even busier year. I'm really pleased that we've got Telford's Warehouse because that's a, a renowned venue that you know a lot of up and coming bands have played so i'm happy to get over that way and obviously liverpool is a big one for me so it's going really well there's a lot involved in promoting a band because it's not just here's the gig there's where you're playing go play we'll take ticket yeah. revenue there's a lot more yeah. to it I, I know with the the johns for instance you yeah. actually were chauffeuring them down to london camden yeah but, uh, that was it yeah yeah no, it, it was it was a good gig. We had such a laugh. Obviously, I was I was drinking. I think he had one beer, but uh, you know the lads. I think two of them got the train down, and we all went back on the. You know, we ended up getting home at like three in the morning. The gig was great. Obviously, you were there. It was a great turnout, and obviously, this feeling gave us the opportunity to play in Camden on a Thursday night at a great venue. So. Suddenly I realize I just can't get out 
we ended up playing at Why Not Festival with um, like bands like uh, the Wombats and Tom Walker, who's just won the Brit Award. And I, I got to take my daughter Emily to the festival, and it's just you know a great year for us last year. We got signed to a label for an EP. Unfortunately, they're not with us now, but at the time it went really well. So. Great. So in the next 12 months, what does that look like for you? I'll give a shout out to Mal Keenan, who does all our social media. We talk probably every other day about this, but I always want, I always say to him, I want to run before I can walk, but I know we're only 26 months into doing this. And I've mentioned this for you a couple of times already, but they're probably 10, 12 years into it. Um, the guy who founded that, a uh, guy called Mike, he used to manage Kasabian, uh, apparently. So he's a big inspiration for me. I've never actually met the guy, I'm sure, with it some point but um yeah so the next 12 months is just keep doing as many gigs as possible obviously trying to get into bigger venues there's one in liverpool called phase one which is part of jacaranda and they are they're having some amazing bands on and we've done four gigs there so far and they've all been really really well attended and you know back people like bill Ryder jones played there blinders tim Burge from charlatans was there the other week so to have our gigs on there is you know is really good and a shout to a chap called Vesso who helps us out who runs the uh, venues to uh, get good venues and uh, good gigs as well so interesting this is quite a critical way of earning money for a lot of the early fledgling bands out yeah there. I mean it, it, it is you know we would never slag off any other promoters but we hear of promoters doing uh, like seven pound tickets but then only giving the bands a pound out of that seven pound so most of our gigs are, are five pound and we give the bands two pounds and depending on the venue we can also offer them beers and stuff like that we've recently uh, working with beaver town which is obviously a massive company and they've started to provide riders and sponsor our gigs that sort of thing so that's basically what i'm aiming for is to have a big sponsor i.e like what red strike had done with this feeling so, so it's going well and you know i just want to get as big as we can but obviously i'm only uh two years in so still early days that's great that you've got somebody so well known in the world yeah. of beaver town there uh, to yeah. to sponsor how did you go about getting them on board in the first place as i say i, I saw what red stripe has done with uh, this feeling and i knew they were uh, founded by robert plant's son uh, obviously a big music connection there and uh, i just dropped them an email explaining what i've been doing and you know a few well, a lot of the venues i already do gigs i already sell their beer so it just works hand in hand and obviously live music and beer is, works well together. So, you know, the, the first night they just provided some riders and lots of beers for us. And, you know, I can't, I can't thank them enough for their support. So I'm hoping that will continue you know, over the next two, you know, two, three years and see where we go from there. And you now we've got another beer company that want to get involved with us. And they're based in London. So we're hoping to have our first London gig uh, with Southlad, uh, a place called Signature Brew. Uh, and tap rooms which is uh in Haggerston, i think it is in london so i will let you know when that's happening please do that'll be cool yeah um, definitely mate are there any sort of learnings any mistakes that you've made you said oh i wish i didn't do that yeah i mean there is i mean unfortunately you will get this a lot of bands will say oh yeah we're bringing 25 people and then you only bring two people or whatever and you know you just got to learn from them sort of mistakes and you know sometimes you have too many bands on and it, and it ruins the, the night because there's a lot of changeovers and stuff like that so we've said to ourselves just keep it as four bands and you know that works really well and maybe not doing so many gigs in a short period of time maybe just doing like one quality gig per month and then just focus on that um but there's loads of you know things I'm learning all the time, and 
I look at other promoters like to go for the neck and, and the MS3 and see what they're doing and, and not obviously copying them but you know see how they work and you know we have to do the sponsored ads on Facebook and we get posters, posters around all the various record shops in Liverpool and you know cafes that sort of thing and just trying to dig it up that way so it's a uh, yeah big learning curve mate but um, hopefully you know we'll just keep getting bigger and uh, you know Eventually, I'd love it to be a day job, but a good few years off yet. Because mm. that's that's something else that is really interesting. Because this is very much a side hustle at the moment. How do you yeah. manage? How do you manage your time then from work? So and- a lot of it is, it is, you know, I switch switch my laptop off from work, my day job at five, and then my laptops on at most evenings. You know, we get a lot of inquiries from bands that email in. It was just software promos at it's just gmail.com but um we get a lot of touring bands we, we always like to try and support the local bands that are, you know can bring people and are local but um yeah uh, i just it's mainly evenings and weekends and this week we've got two gigs thursday and friday so i can have a bit of a weekend off Saturday and something go to football and spend some time with my children so you know it works quite well and uh you know family are very supportive so you know it's a uh, Works well. I work from home as well, so I don't have to commute. So I can switch one laptop off and then put the other one on. So works really well. With the learnings, you're taking that forward. It's it's working through the social media and preparing for the gigs on a monthly basis. Yeah. What's your view on the social media aspect of promoting a band at this point in time? Yeah, I listened to one of your um, other podcasts, and he he did a lot of student nights. The guy, I can't remember his guy's name, but it was a Christian really good podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really. He sounded like a top guy, to be fair. But he, um, he was saying like, this is sponsored dads are really good, and um, I think it builds our profile when when we when we can say our event is sponsored by Beaver Town because that you know I think people might think oh he's a bit more uh, what's the word established than he actually is, you know. So it's uh, I think it, uh, Instagram is massive as you as you well know, and obviously Twitter and Facebook it's just software promos on all all three social media sites and we do sponsored ads for our big gigs and we get as many posters around as we can and you know we've got some good links with uh dig vinyl which is a record shop in liverpool and they they help us out with promotion sometimes so just building up your contacts and you know we need to uh, ask and don't be afraid to ask the question that like i did with beaver town and obviously they agreed to do it so yeah it's been it's been good amazing again for the listeners who may be a band maybe location that wants to promote bands how do they get in contact with you basically you can get us on uh, facebook it's probably the most easy because i'm on facebook all the time so it's just softlad promos on facebook or instagram or even twitter and there's an email address is softlad promos at gmail.com and then as i say we do get a lot of touring bands which sometimes it's hard to accommodate them because they only have one particular date but something we like to try and do is uh like a bit of a gig swap so a band i work with faraday they uh playing in liverpool this friday but we've got a newcastle band coming down to play in liverpool but then faraday going to be playing up in newcastle on the back end of march so we can do a bit of a gig swap with other bands and we work well with a scottish band or two scottish bands in fact come down to liverpool and then the johns have played up in scotland a couple of times so yeah, if you can do that, it works really well. So what is the music scene like in Liverpool? Liverpool is amazing, mate. You know, there's so many good venues. I'd love to, I'd love to come to one of our gigs. And Phase 1 is a recent venue. It's only been open about 12 months. But, um, you know, there's so many good venues, small venues, big venues. Obviously, you've got O2 Academy, which I don't have any gigs there as yet. And, that, you know, that is the eventual aim, maybe. To look at doing that next year or the year after. But, you know, there's a couple of bands that I'm working with 
we've got one coming up on Easter Saturday with a band called Big Bambora, and they asked me personally to promote their next gig in Liverpool, which I was really proud of. So, you know, they, they could have gone to any other promoters, but they asked myself to do it. So there's so many good bands just in Liverpool, and then obviously got the world in Cheshire as well. So, you know, there's constant supply of good bands to work with. Earning money through gigging is one thing. What's your opinion yeah. around the streaming of music and the challenge yeah. around getting getting any income from that especially when you are a, a smaller band in terms of following at this point in time yeah unfortunately this is spotify i don't know what the percentage is it's not even half a pence per play it's sort of really daft but uh, unfortunately spotify don't pay out very well and my advice to young bands or local bands would try and get some merch at gigs and do like t-shirts and like lighters or sell cds for two three quid and you know even mugs or just like beanie hats or something because Obviously, you can make a bit of a good margin on them. So I'd recommend any band just to try and all chip in and uh, get some merch and you know try and use that to you know help pay for the next recording or whatever. So unfortunately, yeah, there isn't much money available. But I'd say try and gig as much as you can, but not oversaturate yourself and you know, play maybe once a quarter in your hometown, but then try and get out on the road and you know play some other venues where no one knows you. <laughs> Going along the journey of building out your promotions business, uh, engaging, yeah. building out your network. How yeah. did you how did you establish the, some of the knowledge in the first place? Did you go to uh, read some books? Did you speak to any other promotion people to get some information? How did you go about yeah. establishing that knowledge in the first place? That was a very good question, Ben. Um, to be honest, well, I used to manage a band called the Jade Assembly, and, and basically split, not split up, but you know, it sort of run its course. But um, in that short period of time, say two years, I built up a lot of contacts with, with other promoters, and I've mentioned Scruff and before, and they've been going for a good while now. But I've used their founder Mark as an example that they started in a pub in Didsbury, just outside Manchester, and similar to me, I started in a pub in in witness and you know that they're like doing festivals you know why not festival this year they're doing a gig at the albert hall this saturday in manchester and i think they're going over to america and they've done tours in holland and germany and stuff like that so i just just look at what other promoters are doing and obviously because i managed a band prior to doing this i've built up a lot of connections with other promoters and a couple of small record labels just built up my knowledge and you know, some of the bands that I work with also work in the industry as well. So it's just like you say, keeping in contact with them people and you know, not being afraid to ask the question. You know, what was the worst they can say is no. So you just got to ask them and see how it comes. So you're actually signing up and uh, representing these bands. Yeah. Do you just approach them at a gig and say, are you being represented at the moment? Can I promote you at a future gig how do you go about doing that yeah so, so, so i worked with jade assembly for a couple of years and you know we didn't fall out or anything it just basically ran its course and you know they were the first band they ever managed and to be honest i, I didn't have much knowledge at the time and they just said well you know let's see how we get on and they, they ended up releasing a single with um ugly man records and they, you know they've done pretty well i'd like to think i bumped up the ladder a few more rungs of the ladder and then the John's come about, they were come on my my old radio show and I love the music and I love Dom and Mick, the two brothers that they're just a bit mad but very good and just had such a good laugh and I just said, uh, you know, I don't manage to assemble anymore, can, can I manage you guys? And it sort of went from there really and the last 12 months has been really good and we supported Circuit Waves in Liverpool and 
supported the guy out of you, Kyle Falconer, and obviously played a massive festival, two massive festivals last year. So, yeah, it was really good. And if I like the music, that's my first way in, just to, you know, kind of help you and kind of help you get you some gigs because obviously because we contact. So, we like to help, uh, you know, new bands that we like the music of. So, yeah, it's been it's been a really good couple of years. And that's interesting to me. You're going to them to see whether you can help them rather than going to them yeah. and selling them something from day one. Yeah, I mean, you know, as a manager, we don't charge like a, or I don't charge like a monthly fee, which I know some managers do. You know, just say if you make a profit a gig, you know, I'd love to take 20% of that, but sometimes there isn't much of a profit. So if you only make, I don't know, 50 quid, I'm not going to say, yeah, can I have a tenner, please, because it's just not worth it. But, you know, hopefully in the long term, some of these bands that we've promoted, you know, will go on to, to do what, say, Catfish have done and, you know, start playing arenas and stuff like that. But at least we know we've helped them in the early stages and helped them get on, on the ladder sort of thing. By helping them on the early stages, you may run the risk of missing out on the upside. You help yeah. them up the ladder a few runs. Yeah. And then they get to a stage where they need to accelerate their growth. Yeah. Would you be able to go along that journey with them or would they have to be signed by somebody else? Yeah, it all depends on how the contract works, I suppose. But um, for, for me, it's uh, you know I, I'd be quite happy for them to to go on and you know to, to to move on. So obviously, I don't have any major ties to any labels or you know big promotion companies, even like SJM who do like Stone Roses and Cortinas that sort of thing. And I think even them, they started in a pub in Warrington about 25 years ago. So you know, I can see the path that they have taken. Every probably arena gig in the UK is probably done by them. So. Uh, you know, I wouldn't stand in a band's way and say, you know, I need to come with you if if they can get something better. Obviously, I'd let them go, you know, and uh, crack on with some other ones. So. You mentioned a, a couple of other promotion companies that you you look up to. You aspire to be as big as them. Yeah. And yes, yeah. it's taken them ten years, but it could take you a lot less. So, so for me, the, the main two are, are School for the Neck out and this feeling. You know, and I, I remember when I put my first gig on in January 2017, Mark, the founder from School for the Neck, wished me best of luck with it. And for, for him to do that, you know, he didn't know me that well, and I've only met him a few times, it was, it was a good thing. So I appreciate it. And if any other people wanted to set up a gig promotions company, I wouldn't stand in their way. And I'd even given them some advice to, you know, help them out and stuff. And it's a hard scene to get into. And, hard scene to make money out of but you know if it's something you love doing and you make a couple of quid and have a few beers on the way it's a, it's all good in addition to the the promotion companies are there any particular entrepreneurs that you look up to any people in the industry that you admire that you could share with the listeners obviously the what i'd call the main guy simon moran who does sjm they're obviously massive they, they do all the big festivals and you look at people like uh, Emily Evis, who does uh, Glastonbury. Obviously, it was her dad who started it, but um, she knows she had a good head start. And guys at this feeling, I'm scuffling neck, you know, seeing what they've done in the last 10 years. Hopefully, one day I can be at the same level as them, but I know I need to wear uh, my stripes or whatever the word is. But yeah, I think one of your guys mentioned uh, Richard Branson. I think it was a wish wallet chap mentioned Richard Branson and how he looks after his employees and stuff like that. Eventually, if I was to have my own team of people, you know, they would be you know, a big priority. So. I think he's a good good guy to work with. Um, Richard Branson's viewpoint on looking after the people, they are a major asset to your business. If they're happy, they're productive. And um, yeah. let and give them enough room and space to, to be creative themselves. Uh, I think that's yeah. very, very valuable. I like the guy who does the SAS. I like his mentality. I like the way he, uh, he has like a Monday motivation thing. And, uh, you know, I try and get some inspiration from him. So 
yeah, it's all good. Is there a story that you could tell us about a gig that you've done? A couple of weeks ago, we had a uh, band drop out. The gig was on a Saturday. I think they dropped out on the Friday morning. The bass player basically broke his hand. So we did have four bands on, and obviously now we've only got three. Again, a guy from another band, Big Band War, recommended, why don't you try Lippa, which is the, uh, the music university in Liverpool, and he gave me an email address, and it turned out there was a, a lady, she basically jumped at the chance to play the gig. She absolutely smashed a set, uh, and then brought about 20, 20 people with her as well, so that was literally the day before she stepped in. Her name was Nora, and the uh, music was good. She reminded a little bit of York for someone to step in literally the day before and bring that many people was awesome so big thanks to him for that and hopefully we'll work again together but there's been loads of gigs where I wasn't too sure what the turnout was going to be like and uh, we did one before I think it was November time with a band called Shimona and but they brought about 80 people in the end and you know, it was close to selling out it was a really good gig and so the, the them sort of gigs that sort of drive you on when you see the room outs that you rammed and you know it makes you want to do it again all the time and makes you want to do it as a day job but as I say, it's still early days, but now it's going well. Sense of achievement, the satisfaction you get to see the band playing in front of a, a large audience. Yeah. The atmosphere. And then the band picks up as well because of the people engaging with their music. Definitely. Sure. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. And, you know, as I said before, at the start, the, the bands will always, always get a decent split of the ticket. So if they're bringing 80 people at £2, you know, it's a lot of money for them. Whereas some other promoters may only give them 50p a ticket or whatever. And we've had so many bands that once they've done a gig with us, they want to come back and um, play some more gigs with us, which is really good. Their uh, recommendation just from, from myself and, and they get other bands recommending us to, you know, new bands and stuff like that. So it's just building up my knowledge and uh, hopefully my good reputation as well. So. There's a question I ask every entrepreneur uh, yeah. before we go, and that is, uh, what would you do differently knowing what you know now? I, I wish I wish I'd done it about 10 years ago. I obviously didn't have any in contacts. Touch wood, it, it, it's gone really well these first 24 to 25 months. And the bands that... Are, I wish I hadn't booked because they didn't bring any people when they promised loads of people. But, you know, obviously we don't publicly uh, say who they are or anything like that. But, you know, I think it's been a really good couple of years and I'm just hoping that it'll continue when we get more venues on board and hopefully get more people involved. And hopefully one of the bands that we've had on our gig will go on to do good things and at least we can say they've played a, a Southside gig. So, yeah, it's just uh, it's been a good two years, mate. I meant, yeah. you, meant, you mentioned there are certain types of music, certain bands that you like already, and do they sound similar or do they have the similar sort of characteristics there? But is there anything else? Yeah, I, I think for, uh, use Johns, the Johns as, as an example. Um, they remind me a lot of uh, the Lars and Cast, obviously a very Scouse band. We've seen them live. And they, what I like about the Johns is that they don't mess about with sound checks, they literally just plug in and play. You know, they don't have a, a raft of pedals and massive sub big amps and stuff like that literally they're very raw and uh in the nicest possible way in people's faces and you know they resonate with the crowd and songs are all about most of all about love and dom who's the lead singer has probably wrote about 100 songs and just the way he brings his lyrics and the music together and it helps because there's three brothers in the band and obviously they spend a lot of time with each other but um i just see a lot of similarities from bands that i like and i use and you know that i can see potential in and Hopefully I can try and help them along their journey and, you know, make them into a bigger band, basically. Basically, the Johns met with two Js. So, yeah, they're on Spotify. I think one of the tracks had 140,000 plays. I think it was 
Lucy, I think it was. And there's a really good video on YouTube, so check it out as well. I'm in it for about half a second on the video. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, which is filmed at a live gig actually this week at the Engage in Liverpool, a place called the Zanzi Bar. Um, but yeah, again, like the other bands I'm doing a bit with, uh, Faraday, they're just very much like proper indie bands. And then like Vines from Preston, they remind me of my favourite band, the Stone Roses. And, just uh, you know the, the way they perform and the way they come across, and also that they have to be well, just generally good people as well, you know. And someone I can get on well with, and you know, things in common with, and obviously it all links in with like music and football, that sort of thing. So yeah, mm. we have we have good relationships, and hopefully I can help them along the journey. Yeah, most most football clubs have an affiliation with a band or uh, famous singers, artists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, obviously, in the uh, John's three brothers, they're all Evertonians, and then Sam, the drummer, who's a local fan. So, obviously, I'm a local fan as well. And then in uh, Faraday, you've got two Stoke fans and two Port Vale fans. So, it's uh, you know, it's all about enjoying yourself and uh, you know, trying to get your tunes out there, and hopefully, people will like them and people will come to the gigs and and buy your t-shirts and you know, lighters and all that sort of stuff, and obviously, uh, help help the band and support you know local music once people realize it's four bands playing it's, you know it's five pounds to watch four bands it's a very good price if you think about it and you can make a night of it. It, it with a lot of people in engaged and wanting to listen to to the music and be curious about yeah. who the bands are mm-hmm. um, you, can, you can make a really good night of it and yes like you say for a cost of a pint you're not going to yeah. miss it really no exactly you're going to be in there all night you know most of our gigs are five pound and you never know you might discover your new favorite band and and then go on you know if you do make sure you buy their stuff off uh, you know itunes or whatever listen to them on spotify and follow them on social media because it means a lot to the band when you know even if you just come over to the band at the end of the gig and say i really enjoyed your set i'll, I'll make sure i listen to more your tunes so and bands do really appreciate getting good feedback so it all helps yeah, I haven't stopped listening to the Johns, to be honest, since that. that so yeah, they're, they're they're a cool band, and you're right, they they are characters. It, it's an interesting yeah, dynamic yeah. To, to learn, actually. Everton Evertonian fans and uh, Liverpool, yeah. As well. So it, it, it's only yeah, it's only Sam who's a drummer, he's a Liverpool fan. The rest, everybody knows us. But prior to the the week leading up to the derby game, we have a WhatsApp group with plenty of bands on. So, but it's all it's all in good fun, and then we, we love each other after after the game. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good. If if Liverpool lose, you'd have a very angry drummer. I must admit. Yeah. Quite quite yeah. But no. Yeah, no, the the good lads and as with Faraday, it's it's fifty percent Stoke, fifty percent Port Vale, obviously same area, but um so yeah, it, it works really well mate, and I enjoy it and you know, something I like doing and hopefully we can get to uh, some more big festivals this summer and uh I can get to take my daughter to watch some of her favourite bands, which is always good. So. Amazing, amazing. So for any listeners, any budding artists, any musicians, any people who are looking to go into the, the world of music, yeah, whether that's selling, managing, uh, creating, are yeah. there any recommendations you could give to them? It's just, it sounds like really simple advice. And someone said this to me, a guy called Neil Ray said it to me, and it's straightforward advice. It's just to try and gig as much as you can, but not always in your hometown. Like literally every every month in your hometown, try and try and get out on the road and 
try and do some gig swaps with other bands from other areas, like the John's doing with Scotland and Faraday doing with that band from Newcastle. And you know, if anyone was just want to get in touch, it's um, just softladpromos at gmail.com. And then you know, any bands are looking to for their debut gig or just want some advice, just tell them to drop me an email and we'll go from there. Great. And it's anywhere across the UK that you're looking to work with at the moment. Anybody across Europe? How how broad? Yeah, yeah. You, Europe would be, you know, ideal. John's played a gig over in Eindhoven. Uh, just a, a guy again. I knew someone, a drummer from another band whose mate lived in Eindhoven. Messaged him on Facebook saying, "Is there any venues?" And he says, "Actually, there's a lot of festival that you can come and play that if you want." And he ended up crashing at his house and played in Eindhoven, and you know, he played to a totally new crowd. So. We'd love to get into uh, Germany, especially Berlin and Hamburg. Obviously, I've been to Hamburg many times. Great city, and you know, obviously, it was famous for the Beatles playing there prior to making big. So that's that's one of my future plans is to get into Europe. Um, but you know, even Scotland would be good. And I say we're hoping to do our first London gig, hopefully before the summer starts. So yeah, I will keep you posted on that. So time time is up, Ian. Uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> good in a good way. I mean, as I said to you before, Ben, I, I don't see myself, I know you said I am, but I don't see myself as an entrepreneur. I see myself as someone that's trying to help, you know, new bands and, you know, even make a little bit of money. And most of the money we make goes back into social media or, you know, we probably end up spending it on the night anyway. So, but, you know, if I can help bands and see them grow, it's a great achievement for me. So thanks for your time. Oh, thank you. And yes, it's everything starts. Every professional started as an amateur. It's a, a phrase yeah. I saw when I was traveling around the world. And uh, yeah. it was on the side of this big warehouse. And uh, that, that applies to any business industry, uh, anything mm-hmm. that, that requires creation and effort of time to, to see your passion projects come to fruition. And if you can do that full time, then it's the yeah. utopia of everybody, isn't it? Doing what you love. Definitely, mate. Definitely. I mean, as I say, all, as far as I know, all the big promoters have literally started off in the side of a pub or in a pub, and you know they've gone on to do big things. So, you know, I'm I'm sort of following that road, and hopefully, I can. Uh, I know I'll always be forever grateful to where Brad from the Snake over in Witness for giving me that opportunity for my first ever gig, and you know we got it packed out and got my friends to come and. That was basically the starting point for, uh, you know, for for me, and you know, it's worked really well. So.
so what do you think? We'll have another interesting story to dive into next week. Looking forward to it already. Some questions to you in the meantime. What is your story? What is your reality right now? And what are you working towards? Let me know. So you can connect with me on Twitter. Just type in Bash in the search and you'll find me. So Bash, B-A-S-H. Easy. On Instagram, it's Bash Reality. So that's Bash underscore reality. And on LinkedIn, Benjamin Ashmore. Make sure you subscribe. And until next week, cheers.